This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. Believe me when I tell you, the auto workers strike of 2023 is something different. I've been an auto worker, a member of the union, for 44 years now. And I've studied the history all the way back to 1935 when they first began talking about having an auto workers union. This is something entirely different. One of the most important things, I think, is the fact that it seems to be open to everyone. I don't know if people realize it, but the UAW has kept itself to itself for a long, long time. They were pretty good about helping other people, but they were not very good about letting anybody else help them. But if you watched President Sean Fain with his last big announcement on September 22nd, part of what he said was this, and I quote, we invite everyone to join us on our picket lines. And they did. And everyone is joining them on their picket lines. The UAW strike has come here to North Texas where I live. I have already been out to the one at Roanoke run by UAW local 816 at General Motors. And I've been several times to the one closer to Dallas at Carrollton, Texas, which is run by UAW local 2360. And it's at a parts distribution center from the Stellantis Corporation. He invited everybody to join us and everybody did. One of the things I find exciting about that is the politicians are paying attention. Tomorrow, for the first time in anybody's remembrance, a United States president will join the picket line. Now, United States presidents have got a long history with labor, usually a history of calling out the police calling out the National Guard, or calling out the Army against us. But now we're going to have a U.S. president marching along with us on the picket line. At our picket line up in Carrollton, one of the first people I interviewed was, you guessed it, a politician. What I want to know is, oh, what brings you out here? I'm here standing with labor. I think that the uh, workers deserve to share in the profits that they're creating. They're the ones that are indeed creating the record profits that the auto companies are, are enjoying, and, and they need to share in, the, in those benefits. And you're the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans like me. We're, we're kind of long of tooth to be out here with these young folks, aren't we? <laughs> Speak for yourself, Gene. <laughs> And you're also running for Congress in what district? I am District 32, which is uh, has a piece of Carrollton in it, which is where we are now. Uh, a little bit of Farmers Branch also, and then spreading to the east from here in Dallas County. Okay, you didn't give your name. Good point, Gene. My name's Jan McDowell for Congress District 32. So you're running for that seat that Colin Allred gave up. I don't see any other candidates out here. I don't 
either. I, I was looking, but I didn't see any of the others. There are quite a few of us, but yeah, I'm the only one here. There's an amazing amount of Teamsters in this bunch. Yes, there's all kinds of people, non-union people as well as union people, turning up to be in favor of the auto workers' strike. I've never seen anything like it. And it's not just in the United States. I don't know if you heard Sean Fain, the president, or not, when he said that they are working in close contact with the Canadian and Mexican auto workers, as well as the Italians, South Africans, and Malaysians. That came directly from Sean Fain, the president of the UAW. I picked this up from a news agency called Telesur, which is a news agency that comes out of Venezuela and Cuba and a number of countries that the United States is not so crazy about. And this is their headline. United Auto Workers Union extends strike in the United States. Everybody in the world is watching. And then there's the dimensions of just who they are representing. Because a lot of union leaders will talk about the so-called middle class. They should be talking about the working class. And when they say middle class, they really mean middle income. But anyway, Sean Fain directly appeals to the entire working class and the poor. And this is a quote, again, from Sean Fain of the United Auto Workers. Quote, we fight for the good of the entire working class and the poor. Sean Fain. In another time in the same speech, he said, quote this, we're going to wreck their economy because it only works for the billionaire class. That's Sean Fain. What's different about that? Well, only a few years ago, he would have been red-baited to death for talking like that. Just using the word class would have gotten him in trouble. And the news agencies would have been all over him trying to discredit him. But in this particular strike and in this particular situation in the United States, most of the news coverage has been favorable. For example, all these polls. Did you see the one that said that a worker at General Motors would have to work 362 years to get what his boss makes in one year? And at Ford, it was 281 years. At Stellantis, it was 365 years. And at Tesla, it was 18,000 years. That came not from the auto workers. I saw it in my local corporate newspaper, the Dallas Morning News and it originated with the Associated Press. Another amazing thing about the UAW strike of 2023 is the unusual tactic. It is not a rolling strike, not exactly. In a rolling strike, they would put a local on strike for a little while and then take them off strike and then put another local on strike. In this one, in what they're calling the stand-up strike, when they put a local on strike, they're saying, you're going to stay on strike until we get a good contract. That's unusual, and it's new. This is not a slowdown 
Well, it's not exactly a slowdown, but I can just imagine that all of the auto workers nationwide that are not on strike are being very, very careful not to do anything extra to help the companies. So it's not a slowdown, not exactly a slowdown. It's not a hit and run strike either. A hit and run strike is where people shut down just one department or another strike. Well, it's not exactly a hit and run strike but in at least one of the factories that they originally struck when they struck the first three factories, they only hit the paint shop and the finishing shop, knowing that they would shut the whole factory down. So it's not exactly a rolling strike. It's not exactly a slowdown. It's not a hit and run strike, but it's got all those factors in it. The economics of a stand-up strike are really strikingly in favor of the union. If you just figure out about how much money people make in strike benefits and how much strike benefit money there is to begin with, you could assume that if they put everybody out on strike, it would have only lasted about five weeks. Of course, five weeks would hurt the companies by billions and billions of dollars. However, the way they're doing it with the number of people that they actually have on strike right now. I calculate they could do that for 42 weeks and there's not an auto company in the world that could keep it up for 42 weeks. Everybody thinks it's brilliant and everybody is on our side. And it is certainly new. The most unusual thing I think about labor situation in 2023 is this. The people are on our side. As Sean Fain said, quote, the world is watching and the people are on our side. Polls say support for our strike is growing and it's not just in the United States. This is new polling that came out from one of the online news services and they said, quote, among those expressing a clear stance on the strike, nearly 80% of voters surveyed support the striking workers, including 80% of moderates and two-thirds of Trump supporters and self-identified very conservative voters. You can't beat those figures. There's a lot of non-union supporters here in North Texas, where I live, the young active labor leaders lead solidarity. I went with them on Sunday up to Carrollton to picket with local 2360 in Carrollton at Stellantis. They started at a Starbucks and they gathered about 40 people there and then took them to the picket line. That was on the third day. I interviewed people who showed up with UAW Local 2360 out in front of the Stellantis Parts Distribution. I ran into another guy that's also not from 2360. Where are you from? Uh, local 767. I'm a Denton UPSer, uh, a shop steward, and a preloader. From the Teamsters Union. That's right, Teamsters Union. 
we're, uh, you know, we're just out here trying to show support to UAW. You know, UAW, they're out here. They're not just doing it for them. They're not just doing it for their contract. They're out here doing it for the entire working class, you know, taking a stand against corporate greed. Right on. Thank you. Lou Luckhart and I from the Dallas FLCO got here, oh, I guess about three and a half hours after they announced that this was going to be a strike here. And we found that they already had a goodly turnout on their picket line. And the cars going by are honking. Bus drivers, truck drivers, and car drivers are all honking. And so it looks like we are in a very popular place. The sign in front says Chrysler Parts Distribution Center. And it's got an American flag and a POWMIA flag. But it, the middle flag says what they really are, Stellantis. That's a company that's owned in Europe, and they are forced their workers out on strike. The workers, though, just right now, this first afternoon of the strike, are glad to see it. They're glad to start fighting back. This is getting really, really good buzz from people. As you know, I'm on a talk show at 9 o'clock every Saturday at knon.org. And on KNON, we discussed the UAW auto workers strike at length. Everybody that called in was very positive. They were kind of amazed about it. And we talked about that problem and other problems, especially the upcoming government shutdown and the general degeneration of the political situation in the United States. And we tried to come up with a good solution. And the solution we came up with is this. Let's ask Sean Fain for some good new tactics. This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra.